0: Welcome to the University of Pilates, a podcast that delivers honest conversation about becoming a Pilates teacher, the journey of teacher training, life as a teacher, and more. I'm Bonnie Lynn Russell, and I'm joined by co-founder Amy Ross, and together we're on a mission to create a positive, nurturing environment where students can learn more about becoming a teacher, teacher training, and creating a rewarding, fulfilling career you'll love. Join us weekly as we share our passion of teaching and discuss hot topics that pertain to both the trainee and teacher of Pilates. Enjoy!
1: Hello everyone, I'm Amy Rost and I am so excited to bring my friend Bonnie Lynn Russell back in to chat today and what are we chatting about today Bonnie Lynn?
0: Oh, I'm excited. This one's a good one. It's talking about that beginning stage. You've decided you've got the calling. You're like, I, I think I want to learn more how do how I can become a Pilates teacher. Do you remember that moment? <laughs> yeah. And it's right now, it's pretty, it can be very, uh, the word that comes to mind is overwhelming confusing because there are a ton of options so I I think it'd be really cool if you and I could chat about yeah like maybe how to navigate those murky waters and to find your own way with how to find the right fit the right program for you absolutely
1: and I think part of finding that right fit is is first looking at you know what program is going to work with your life yeah because it, it has, it is something that is intense at times. There's a lot of information to share, but I think you have, if it isn't something that supports your lifestyle, it is going to be an uphill battle and you want to enjoy the journey. Yeah. You really want to enjoy the journey. And I think the other thing for me, which was really important was that I really found a teacher that really resonated with me that you know i could look up to in in terms of skill and knowledge and really also you know had that understanding and that real supportive nature to encourage me along the way so that was what was really important for me how about you
0: yeah you know i think i uh again i came to my pilates journey pretty young and so when i um i kind of Found what like what what didn't work for me. To be honest, uh, I started with I mentioned last episode like a like a four hour quick you're done math teacher. Uh, I can't even call it a certification, but I got some sort of certificate with my name on it. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking, okay, that's it. There's got to be more to it. So I did do some research and I did something called a comfort my first comprehensive program. So Amy, do you want to talk a little bit about what comprehensive means? <laughs> So that's a word you're going
1: to see a lot of in in the Pilates world when you're looking at schools. Um, So comprehensive to me meant um, being able to look at Pilates as the whole system. Like I wanted to understand why we did something on the reformer and then we did it on the mat and then we did it on the Cadillac and then we did it on a barrel. I wanted to like, I wanted to know how it all came together and I think for me the I chose a classical comprehensive because for me it really resonated with me in being able to like see the beginning the middle the end and that was really important that I had that framework to mm-hmm. to build off of and now what you like get the framework and then you can you know continue to grow and evolve with that framework but it's really being able to look at you know, this was designed for me, I knew it was by a guy named Joseph Pilates. If I was going to teach that, I wanted to understand his philosophy. I wanted to understand, like, how did all of this come to be and what was really it designed to do moving forward? So for me, was, and it's looking at it from, you know, we're teaching bodies. They're fairly complicated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about for you? For sure. Well, you know, it is an interesting, like I, I did my first again, not really knowing and, um, you know, it, when you say fit into your lifestyle, this is a stage of my life. When I was just finishing my degree, I was single. I could just pick up and move somewhere to <laughs> study, which, you know, if you have families and other jobs, like there's that, that wasn't, wouldn't be an, uh, a possibility. Um, But I remember upping and moving to a place, actually it was in New York City, the first one I did, and it was, uh, it was considered a comprehensive training, but man, like, I don't want to say I was disappointed because that, that would be unfair. I did learn a lot, but, and we, we covered the reformer and the Cadillac and the mat and the Wanda chair, um, a few small apparatus, but not really, but I remember leaving going this can't be it. Like there was, just, there was just this little tingly in my stomach. I was like, something's missing, you know? And I, I went into the workforce and I tried to teach and, and I was teaching, I was doing it as my career. But I remember feeling very, uh, what would be the word? Unsure, really unsure of myself. And I was craving this sort of like foundational system. And that is really what led me to the rabbit hole to really get into the classical method because the classical method really provided that for me. Um, But once I had that and I kind of got over the foundation and the sort of the overstanding philosophy of really getting people to return back to life and get them to move their best way and use all the apparatus as a system, I was like, ah mind blown. <laughs> so that was, you know, I did a comprehensive, but it was still sort of the beginning of my journey, if that makes sense. Still totally. along the way. <laughs> and I think for me
1: too, I mean, I had, and even in my journey of Pilates, I still love to learn from so many teachers of different backgrounds. I think that's so important because again, it's like, okay, does, does this resonate with me or doesn't it? And, and that's okay. It not, not every teacher or every way someone teaches is going to resonate and that that is totally okay what I also really loved is when I found the classical was like I said the bookends but the flow I love that there was the ability to really get in there get like sweaty really sweaty really trembly and like if that's what your body needed that was available and you could teach that and you could challenge that in so many different ways and like to this day i love getting the mat out running through that advanced order less than 30 minutes and i'm drenched like there's just powerful about that and that's i had never experienced that before um, when I came to my teacher training, I had really only done equipment. I had really never done the mat mm-hmm. <laughs> I Had a real wide eye opener with the mat. I took a workshop to form a teacher training started and was kind of like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it,
1: you know, it's, so I think it's, 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 I love being able to have all of these tools in my toolbox as a teacher to be able to help the body that arrives in front of me and that's what a comprehensive to me and in that comprehensive was touching you know making sure anatomy was piece of it
0: yes. you know
1: making sure that safety was a piece of it how am I going to keep the clients safe especially if I'm teaching maybe not you know super athletes you've got people coming in who've got you know chronic illness or chronic injury and looking at all that and then diving deep into what does it mean to be a teacher yeah how how can i how can i be the best teacher and the teacher that amy is is different than the teacher that bonnie lynn is and that's the beautiful thing that's the amazing thing that every teacher who goes through a teacher training has a gift to offer and they become their we want them to be their best teacher.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. I was going to say that like every teacher has a gift. Uh, You can learn from them for sure. Um, I think that uh, something else that was really important to me, I soon realized is that just, you know, I could read a book or I could watch a video and, you know, understand the information in my head, but I really create like that mentorship of like learning how to teach, like teaching skills. Cause you can learn it in your head, but to actually communicate that to another human being that maybe doesn't learn like you do (laughs) or maybe yeah like that is a huge thing maybe what would happen you know when i was young i i demoed everything you know because that was my only teaching modality but it's like no what are the other ways that you could facilitate your voice to help get someone to learn so they're not just copying you but actually embodying the work
1: and they're learning a new language we are teaching them a new language a new we're entertaining we're inviting them to a new way to move mm-hmm. and I, I can remember one of my very first um teacher sessions <laughs> I had my cue cards and like all of and I was teaching rolling like a ball is really what I was teaching and I can remember like trying to read all like I'm like just trying to get all the information in and I'm looking at the body and I'm like that what happened to the wall <laughs>
0: yeah that's not what I'm seeing <laughs> you're not on my cue cards
1: <laughs> there was there it like there, yeah. like you said, there's one thing to learn it and see it but then there another. there is a very deep skill of learning how to speak it and yes yeah. you have to rip the band-aid off and just do it and it was cue cards is what gave me that's what launched me into better days <laughs> but that it's we all start somewhere yeah and i you know the other piece for me that i know you and i both can nerd out on is i i love hearing the history of joe yeah um, like we teach pilates joseph pilates like develop this and i think i love to share that with my clients um because I feel like, you know, uh, I feel a little bit of responsibility because it's, it is his work and I'm just, you know, I'm just, I get to share his work for a living. And that's, that's an amazing thing, but there's, you know, like knowing the history. Yeah. And I have,
0: Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it kind of what I love sharing with clients too is that it sort of like normalizes it because I think people think, oh, I've got to be, you know, five foot eleven and a unitard in order to do Pilates, and then it's like, no, this was like a German man, and he was doing, he wanted this for regular people. Like it was his when he's filming the the work, it wasn't. He wasn't necessarily using the best bodies I know that one image of him teaching the mat to that one you know middle-aged little paunch, belly balding man that just wanted to get his spine to bend so um I think it takes the pressure off in a way where they they're like oh okay this was like created for people like me
1: yeah and it wasn't just the dancers like that I think yeah. is all I always get asked because I do not have a dance background I not at all that yeah. is not me but I also think you know, going back and looking at his work from over a hundred years ago is so relevant to today is like, is really the incredible thing. This, this modality has, you know, it, it has surpassed, you know, the test of time. Totally. Probably even today, more important than it ever has been. And I I think, I think he'd be proud of that. And that I feel is important to for me it's important to share so knowing the history can be part of that piece of the comprehensive a comprehensive training
0: yeah maybe we could
1: talk a little bit um about we we touched on it but on the anatomy piece because yeah. that huge that i mean we are working with the body
0: so yeah 100 percent. so i you know i want to like just point out that everybody's going to be coming to their teacher training journey from a different background you know i was fortunate i had a kinesiology degree we covered anatomy i kind of came into pilates knowing that knowledge but there's people like you like you were working you didn't have an an anatomical background is that correct amy
1: well i worked in a spine clinic okay so So, okay i knew the basics but i did not yeah intricate workings of of a body. I knew what a spine looked like. Which
0: was- yes, totally. And yeah. I think the thing that gets people so it's important to note that not all comprehensive programs uh, will offer it uh, or you'll have to pay additional fees to take the course as a prerequisite. Um, But it is so, so vitally important. And I also think too, as Ply's teachers, we need to stay in our lane. Uh, We're we're not in med school here, but we do need to have an understanding of the the body, uh, the language, so we can communicate the proper anatomical language. Um, and knowing like where muscles are, where they attach and what they do, like that's really and how they work as a group. That's really the scope of practices as a Pilates teacher. Now you're going to continue to learn your anatomy as clients present challenges to you. I don't know about you, but I'm still looking stuff up when a new challenge arises. Um, but I, I, do feel like that's a big piece, but it is a learnable skill that sometimes I think people are intimidated um, be like, Oh, I can't become a Pilates teacher. Cause I don't know anatomy. It's like, Oh, but you can learn it. You just have to put in the time, like anything. And it becomes your, your um, yeah. Like a, another lens of how you can look at the body.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's, when you say it's really, it is achievable and that, like for every For every person to to learn that anatomy, it isn't necessarily that we that the expectation is that you come and you're gonna talk about which muscles doing which movement in every every exercise. But again, it's it's you we the teachers then start to see how the body, like how miraculous the body really is. That is amazing together and it the choices it makes or the movement pattern it makes or you know just based on the journey it's been to to that moment and that gives you a little bit of addition it's just another tool yeah come back to in that in that box that you can you know educate or you can talk to and I always like to refer to Pilates as we're kind of the next link on the chain like a physician is going to you know diagnose you know treat in the acute stage if it's a movement thing a physio Cairo massage will get in we're really the next link in that we're just gonna we're gonna show them how to move yes we're gonna show them how to move and show them how to move well and keep moving for the rest of their life so you take your anatomy with you through everyday through your everyday life now there's of different ways like there's like old school anatomy where like you had to just memorize but there's other options that that are available and i for me that was a big piece of the comprehensive was like okay if i gotta learn all these muscles and I, well, I better know like where they are yeah. and i'm at like so there's some visual options maybe you could share a little bit about that
0: yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, what's so cool now is how the technology has improved <laughs> even since I did it back in the day, but yeah. Like even in my university, you know, there'd be lectures, there'd be labs. That's an option. There's um, building the body out of clay for those like kinesthetic learners. That's an option. There's anatomy coloring books, but even now there's like these super cool web, either apps or softwares where you can be like, okay, I need to learn about my rotator muscles of my hip. Like the let's say the piriformis muscle, I can click on it and see the skeleton move three-dimensionally and how it works. And then I can feel it in my own body. So that can be a really, really uh, cool, cool learning tool for sure. But I want to get back to these sort of ideas. So we've talked about the the comprehensive program, how anatomy and the history have got to be a big thing. We talked about the teaching skills. We can kind of see there's different options. Like what would you say How would you decide between, say, I want to do like a mat only training versus a a comprehensive and then a part two to that? What do you think it takes to be an excellent mat teacher? I'll
1: put you on the spot, Amy. (laughs) Um, So I think think part of it is what what you're passionate about, what your interest is. And I also believe what you have access to. Yeah. You know, if, if it's like, you know what I've done Pilates and it's something I'm really interested in, but I've only got a mat and I live in, I don't know, rural Canada. You know, I think the mat is a great place to start because it does introduce you to so many of the fundamentals, the understanding, and you can teach it anywhere. You can teach it anywhere and you get, you get a really good taste of what, of what is to come.
0: Mm -hmm. Now,
1: comprehensive would be more if you had access to, to the to the equipment that you're a little bit familiar I think with it yeah um, um and then you start to you know build uh build that understanding through that additional repertoire on these pieces of equipment and where guess what a lot of it can relate it can be related back to the mat you, bet.
0: you can Comes full circle.
1: it is it is it is a method. There is, there's so much. And then what was the last one? What makes you oh, good the mat?
0: second part? So if you were, cause I can tell you for myself, my little four hour mat training didn't cut it, but let's yeah. kind of talk about what would someone, if they were going to just do a mat training, what are be some like cool components to look for that you, with your teaching knowledge now, what makes a great mat teacher? You got to feel it. Yeah.
1: You got to be doing it. You got to feel it. You've got to practice it. You've got to, you really got to, you know, embody all of it because there is a different perspective from being the body who's being taught to the teacher, to even someone who's watching
0: Yeah, observer.
1: Um, a lot to learn there. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it, it's really, uh, and the funny thing is, I, like I said, I'd only come really from equipment. And then I have to say, I really fell in love with math. and it it still can provide everything you need everything you need to move a body and being able though to dive in and dissect some of the movements some as like for me was really being able to like learn it, feel it. But then I had like a million more questions and to have that opportunity to do, to make sure it was really, for me, needed to be interactive. I, I have a lot of questions. I have more questions even now that I was done my training. I asked yeah. more questions. So I think that that's really important.
0: I agree with you. And I think to kind of to touch on what we've talked about before, I think to be a great math teacher, having a understanding of the history having a a general understanding of the anatomy and some safety protocols for different bodies and when you're especially if you're teaching individual or group classes having some sort of mentorship where you can really develop your own teaching voice because you just don't want to be a robot and teaching out of a book you are your cue (laughs) cards but having having your own taking that I think that makes a great mat teacher too having different tools in their toolbox to help people when they're struggling. Um there's a lot there's a lot to becoming a an excellent math teacher and I think more than people I think people underestimate it but it is you can do if you're going to look for to be a math program I think you got to look for one that has all those extra pieces to really, really get, give you the confidence.
1: Yeah. Would and I think? think the other piece in being a math teacher is then you're running a business. Yeah. So what
0: are
1: things that are needed to to set up a business what are what are things to look at? Like, how am I going to start to market myself or teach? Like yeah. these, that, that, that those questions are, at least those concepts are introduced and talked about because it doesn't just happen. You don't just get a certificate and the people
0: come. Yeah.
1: There is that next stage of a journey of a business. And I think all of those are really important. That's just as important. Like you master that skill in, of the exercises and the system and then, then you're going to grow as as a teacher and a business person and you know you're really going to be able to change the world.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's so so cool. So what, uh, so we've kind of, t- we've talked about the mat and what makes an awesome mat teacher, the comprehensive, I mean, yeah, the comprehensive is obviously going to be much longer because there's so much more work of all the apparatus and how it works as a system, but still going to have the anatomy components, the, um, the contraindications, the business, the life skills, the communication, <laughs> finding your voice, all of those things are so integral to the comprehensive journey. Um, even doing, you know, I don't want to call it rehab, but like being able to take people with like say hip replacements, knee replacements, spinal and stuff and being to safely move them or, and, and, or work with their health, healthcare team is going to be really important that you have that confidence. Um, But there's also another, another avenue of teacher training that I wanted to chat a little bit about today is why would somebody perhaps do a, a different or another training program after they've already got the certificate well
1: I believe the training's never done yeah the for me as a teacher the learning is never done and the more we're curious the the more we continue to grow our own skills as a teacher makes us better teachers yeah and I think you know to perhaps like take another you know why would you take another one well I think There's lots of reasons might be, you've got a a real, um, you want to deepen your understanding of the work from a different lens Mm. from, um, a different background. Right. I think, you know, and perhaps even in a different format than what you've learned in before, um, the world, you know, has changed and has opened to the formats can change it doesn't need to be necessarily everyone there for you know you're not enrolling for a full year in school every day it may be like that like again work-life balance or you've come across as you've been teaching for many years you're like you know what i have some questions i'm not really sure what to do with these these clients like how do i help them be better um, that that may be why you would entertain, you know, another teacher training, and you're bringing a different skill set. You're starting in a different place, and I think and you've said it a few times. It really is no matter if it's a mat, a comprehensive, or taking another certification is it's a movement journey.
0: Yeah, it's a movement
1: journey for the teacher as it is for your clients, but your movement journey from teacher through every certification you choose. Is really there to, you know, change those, every client who comes through your door.
0: Totally. And kind of what we're referring to right now is you'll probably see this in your teaching journey is something called a bridge program. And it kind of is a cool a cool word, if you think about it, because if you say you, this is usually for people who have already done a comprehensive training, they may have been working. Um, I can speak to that a little bit. That I remember, I did that comprehensive program. I still had so many questions, and I felt I'm very uh, unsure of my teaching. You know, I still taught, and I loved it, and you know, people were getting better. But there were so many. I just felt like I needed. There were so there was holes. There was holes that I had so many questions. So a bridge program can really bridge the gap. And it can really give you that gap and that confidence to to take up these. And it's not that you undervalue the training you did. There's still all those skills come with you. What you do is you now bridge and you add another skill set, another lens, and then you can take that to your clients and really make life-changing results. And I just think that that's such a beautiful thing. So for myself, that's why I did an additional training. Um, and that's why I think some of these bridge programs are becoming are popping up and becoming much more popular. Now people are craving that.
1: Yeah. And because there's so many different kinds of training, we didn't even touch on like, what is like an hour commitment? Like there's everything from a very, you know, like a hundred hour ish to a thousand hours of training. and it's looking at what's offered within those hours of training, to be honest. And that, that the, the, maybe in the beginning, all you, you know, was available where you were, was a, the two, the two, the two, four hour mat cert. Yeah. Maybe that's what was available, but then it's like, you, you, you stay curious and you wanted more so that it led you to that next thing into that next thing. And, you know, I think I saw somewhere once that they always say like Pilates teachers really like by the time, like they've been teaching a few years, they have committed, like, you've got enough hours for really a PhD. Like, as we are so curious into that and that bridging the gap, I think it's just a beautiful thing is like, I've got these skills and I learned from this school of thought, and now I'm going to learn from this school of thought, and I'm going to create my own. And I think, I think that only benefits. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for anyone who's interested in that. And I think it really only truly benefits our clients every single day.
0: Totally. Awesome. Well, that's a beautiful note to kind of end because we could keep going, I know. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, just to recap. So uh, choosing a program, it can be overwhelming, but you want to be, you know, you want to be making educated research on what is available. There are types of MAP programs available, comprehensive bridge programs. And looking at those sort of components that we were talking about, does it offer history, anatomy, teaching skills, business skills, life skills, uh, to really nurture and mentor the teacher that you know that you want to be so you can really help people heal? Is there anything you want to add to that, Amy?
1: No, I think
0: that's, um, I think that's a beautiful place to end. Great. Until next time, I guess. Have a great day.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for this session. If you enjoyed this episode, you may want to head over to our website and learn more about how you can learn from us. Head over to uofpilates.com, where you will find out how you can become a teacher, enhance your current skills with one of our training programs. The University of Pilates training program is designed to fit around your life things are really looking up. See you next time.